Well, hey, hey, hey. Welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. Gosh, guys, can you freaking believe it is already September? Holy McMoley. I think as I get older, the time is going faster. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, because you know, every month we have a different topic. And this, this month is no different. We are going to talk about fear or courage, or we're gonna talk about fear and courage. I will have a few guests on later in the month, but if you haven't checked my Instagram page or the Facebook page, you can check it out because there is a um, picture there. You, If you haven't clicked like yet, please do, but there's a lady walking across a tree branch and she has um, a blindfold on, but she's still walking. And then there's another photo where it's someone taking a leap from one mountain to the next. And so we're gonna talk about that this month, how it relates to your personal life, how it relates to your professional life, and it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm gonna have some guests on where I was speaking with some friends earlier uh, this week and, and over the weekend, and we were talking about how we are so fearful to take a demotion at work um, because we're afraid of what people will say about us. And let me dive into that a little bit. Let's say you've been promoted at work and you are super stressed out. You are, you're hating it. You're hating everything that you're doing there, but you know that you can't quit your job because you have to take care of your family. And I get it that we all have responsibilities and obligations that we have to provide a good living for our family. But are you providing that good living for your family in jeopardy of your health? And the young lady that I was speaking to over the weekend, it was really starting to not impact her physically, which was going to start happening, but she could feel all the things that were going on. She was more sleepy. She was, you know, snapping so much more. Um, and she made the decision to say, I'm not doing this anymore. But we are talking to her later this month. I'll give you an example for myself. So we're, t we're talking about fear and we're talking about remembering to make the right decision. So earlier in my sales career, um, I worked for a large pharmaceutical company and I started and about a year later, I had gotten promoted. And we all think that promotions are fabulous, right? You're not, you're gonna get more money, you're gonna get more responsibility, you're gonna get all those things that you're like, yes, you know, I'm climbing that corporate ladder and, and I actually got that promotion. Well, that promotion caused me to travel more than I had in my previous role. So I was, I was um, for those of you that aren't here in California, in Southern California, um, in the Inland Empire area, you can drive to Las Vegas in three hours, or you can fly there in less than an hour. So it's pretty simple. So my new job was working with these physicians in the Inland Empire and also in Las Vegas. Well, it was a new division at my company, and because of a, quite a bit of ambiguity in the role, they had tapped me for the job and thought that I'd be great for it. Um, the vice president came to me specifically and asked me to take the job. And of course, I said yes. 
because it's such an honor and a privilege, right? If you are tapped on the shoulder to take a job, you are like, yes, sign me up for that. Well, um, shortly thereafter, I'd say about a few months into that job, what I noticed is at the same time I got the role and shortly thereafter, uh, my oldest daughter was going to the ninth grade, which was high school here in California. And those of you that are parents or those of you that have gone from junior high school into high school in your life, you understand that that's a huge step. That is, you know, I think that's one of those crucial moments because we know in high school, those children are going to start driving. They are setting themselves up. Those grades really matter. So there's a lot of pressure on children as they go into the ninth grade. Well, my oldest, as I mentioned, had gone into high school, into ninth grade. And she's always a good student. And, but what I noticed is she was really struggling and I was really trying to be in tune with her. Even if I was traveling, I probably was gone um, at least two days a week, um, sometimes three days a week. And make a long story short, I noticed that it probably wasn't the right time for me to be away. And so I went to my boss um, after, remember, remember they gave me this position, they tapped me on the shoulder and they chose me for this role. And I was relatively new at this large company and organization that I was trying to have an impact on. So I went to my boss and I said, I need to take a demotion. I need to go back to the job that I had before because that job was still open. And I actually met with her face to face to tell her this. And she looked at me literally like I had the head of Medusa and was like, what do you mean you need to take a demotion? Um, what are people gonna say about you, Janine? I don't think this is a good career move for you. I think this could impact your ability to move up here at this organization if you take this demotion because people are gonna think that you couldn't handle it. And so with, with some back and forth, I'm not gonna get into the particulars of, of the exact dialogue, but I convinced her that it was the right thing for me to do that in so many words, I told her that I didn't care what others thought. What I cared about was raising a, a whole and healthy daughter and understanding that it was my job and my responsibility to raise this whole healthy young being because I brought her into this world. And I couldn't allow my fear to, my fear of rejection by the organization, my fear of others not understanding why I was doing what I was doing, thinking something differently of me that I couldn't quote unquote handle the new job or that, you know, because there was some backlash when I actually got tapped to take the role. So there were people who had been there for several years that were not tapped. So again, those individuals thinking, I knew she couldn't do the job, but I couldn't, I didn't allow my fear to, of what people would think of me or my fear of not being able to get another promotion to hinder me. And that's what we're gonna be talking about. Are you allowing that fear or are you being courageous? And for me, and these are all individual decisions that you must make within yourself. However, is fear 
driving your decision making or and are you using courage for other things that don't really matter and I'm not telling anyone to to quit their job or or do any of that but what I am saying is what are you doing to take your life and your career that one extra degree ahead and I, and I think that um, well I know I'd love to share there is a book that I do quite a quite a number of presentations um, and actually I presented this particular book it's a, it's an oldie but goodie and um, I put together a slide deck and I presented this book to individuals that um, work at this small manufacturing company here where I live because the company wanted to make sure that their employees was taking the extra steps to be great. And so the book is by, and some of you have heard about this book, I'm sure, it's called 212 Degrees or 212, and it's called The Extra Degree. And the concept of the book is that at 211 degrees, water is hot. However, at 212 degrees, that water boils. And with that boiling water comes steam. And steam can power a train. And so, you know, the purpose of the book is is to help you internally define and take ownership of the most fundamental principle behind achieving your life's results beyond your expectation. And a simple idea what the book speaks on is actionable focus. I talk a lot about being intentional with the direction that you want to go in, but it's actionable focus. And 212 degrees, the numbers, you know, these three numbers join together. They form just an absolutely wonderful message for your life. And it will give you positive results. For those of you that choose, again, it's a choice, but for those of you that choose to apply it. Um, So solid approaches, we talk about being intentional and actionable. Solid approaches to results, they've been taught, they've been created. You've watched a gazillion iPad, iPod, or you listen to a gazillion iPods, you've watched a ton of YouTube videos, you've been to 9,000 trainings at work. But what's unfortunate is the action on the part of you as the reader or you as the student or you as the employee, the action is missing as the main ingredient for some of the um, approaches that you've been privy to. And for those individuals, of those of you who don't take action, or excuse me, those of you that actually do take action, you're like, yeah, that's me. You know, I do take the action. A smaller none of a smaller number of you don't make the extra effort, and that extra effort is necessary to reach your desired results um, that you originally set out to achieve. You know, so like I said, lots of books are purchased, programs are attended, clubs are joined. You know, with all wonderful, you watch, listen to a lot of podcasts like this one. Wonderful intention. So please don't stop doing that. But you know, because you're putting forth the effort to achieve your results. But in the end, you've only half-heartedly invested in the appropriate actions 
to get to those results. So why would you enter into any activity without anything but full commitment to achieve your objective? You wouldn't, right? You have the commitment, but is there persistent and additional action, continual action of effort on whatever task or activity you're trying to undertake or achieve, are you putting in those actionable, that one degrees, right? Remember 100, 211 degrees is one thing, but 212 degrees, that one degrees make a huge, huge um, difference. And so in my example of me um, asking to be demoted so that I can be there for my daughter, in a time where she needed me, I could have allowed my fear to hinder me from doing that, but I didn't. What I did was I got the courage and I had actionable specific results where I was able to turn the tables. Let me explain a little bit what I mean by that. So not only did I ask to be demoted, back to my original job, but I also created, let's call it a, a faux job description. So I wanted to position myself to be what I call a player coach. And those of you in, in sales organizations, you understand what I mean by player coach. And in that instance, I made a job description that I said, okay, I can't do this expanded role that I was tapped to do, but what are some of the skills within that expanded role that I can continue to develop even though I am here back in this other role, right? Someone's, oh, someone else is gonna take that role. Um, they may not want me to work with them, but what can I do to set myself up for the experiences that I know that I needed so that I can continue to climb the corporate ladder? So what I did was I turned up the heat. I created some actionable steps in concert with my boss I created some actionable steps so that I wouldn't quote unquote be forgotten about. And meaning that being a part of certain Six Sigma projects, because I knew that the organization, they had um, some training on Six Sigma. So I also asked to be an onboarding champion. That means when a new individual comes onto the team, I am responsible for helping them get up and going. Again, this was a lot earlier in my career, but I was very intentional and specific with the types of things that I needed to do so that I could, because I wasn't doing the role, that didn't mean I couldn't get the experience that the role was going to provide for me so that I can then continue climbing that corporate ladder to um, my goals. And my goals have always been to become a vice president of sales at a Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 company. Um, I've reached that goal. So again, I have some, some newer goals, but um, I had worked several years to make that happen. So I'm saying all that to say that 212 degrees makes a huge, huge difference. And the book talks a little bit about in the Indy 500, um, all of you know what that is, the car race, the big um, super fast car race in Indy. Um, the average margin of victory over the last 10 years when this book was written was 1.54 seconds between the first place and the second place winner. But listen to this guys, the average winner 
took home $1.2 million. The second place person took home $621,000. That was, you know, the difference is about $657,000, $58,000 between the first place, the average first place, and the second place winner. So that first place winner is like probably reviewing, what did I do? How did I win? They're continuing to try to, to get there. But how is that second place winner going to turn up the heat to assure that at that boiling water, that that pressure that they can provide, that intentional, remember intentional commitment to achieving the objectives and taking that action and adding that extra effort that's necessary to reach your desires. How many opportunities have you missed because you were not aware of the, po- um, the possibilities that would occur if you applied a small amount of effort beyond what you normally do? I'll ask you that question again. How many opportunities have you missed because you were not aware of the possibilities that would occur if you applied just a small amount of effort beyond? Remember guys, this is beyond what you normally do. Because people develop personal habits uh, towards action and they rarely attempt to develop them further and continually. And unless someone engages in frequent self-review or an external source, if you've got a friend, a book, a manager, a spouse, a parent, um, a life coach, a mentor, an article that is bridging something to your attention, you will continue throughout life making very small improvements, if any at all. So understanding that you must always be able to turn up the heat and hit that boiling point, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't make the, um, I mean, you won't always be able to turn up the heat and hit the boiling point, but that doesn't mean you should not attempt to do so. Um, So make sure you go out and, and read that book Uh, 212 degrees by Sam Parker think about that average indie person between average and second place how much money they took home Um, it's your life you are responsible for your results so it's time for you to turn up the heat so there was a saying too I don't remember who wrote the quote but I'll just say it's not mine to get what you've never had, you must do what you've never done. And that takes courage, that takes you removing the fear because perseverance is not a long race. Think about that. This uh, Walter Elliott wrote this quote, perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. What are you making the leap to do or not do? What are you having faith in walking blindly towards that you need in your life? Because if you think about my story with my daughter and me taking that demotion, I believe that that was about, um, I don't remember, 10, maybe about 10 years ago, um, my story is based on, but that demotion, it did not, honestly guys, it didn't stop me from climbing the corporate ladder because what happened was I then 
was able to do my old job that I was used to doing and get some new tools from the company, learn some new skills and get a new skill set, which then propelled me into an even bigger and greater job that I probably wouldn't have been prepared for had I stayed at the job that I was in that wasn't for me at that time. So I stayed with the same company and actually I, I spent about 10 years with this organization. So, and me taking a step back because I didn't let fear drive my decision-making, I had a really prosperous career there. I was promoted several times at that organization. I was asked to move and take on bigger roles. And so had I not, or had I let the fear control me and at the same time not allowing that fear to control me using my courage to think outside the box so that I wouldn't lose those skills that I was trying to get is a key differentiator between just walking like a robot I'm just going to go do what I need to do and me being intentional and taking specific actions very specific actions to get what I desired because even though I took the promotion, my goals of being a vice president at a Fortune 100 or 500 company had not changed. How I was gonna get there might have changed, but I do believe that had I not taken the courage that I wouldn't have gained the additional skill sets that I did gain and my journey might have taken longer. So think about some parts of your life where you are not turning it up to 212 degrees, that you are just letting the water boil. And granted, if you're reading all the books and you know taking all the classes and what is the extra effort that you're putting in to meet your originally set goals, to make sure that they happen. What are you doing? What are you writing down to assure that you are removing fear and you're taking the courage to get what you desire and what you want? Think about that. So thank you so much for listening. I uh, want you to go ahead and check my website if you are trying to get promoted at your job or if you know someone that is trying to get promoted at their job, I have what is called a um, set my path checklist. And with you can go on to the www.set, S as in Sam, E-T-M-Y-P-A-T-H.com. That's setmypath.com. You can download the checklist for free and assure that you are being intentionable. You know, you're setting intentional that's not even a word guys sorry that you have you are intentional in your promotion goals and desires that you are crafting your plan with your physician excuse me with I say physician because my team works with doctors all day but um, with your boss um, or within with your boss's boss but it's very specific you have to again do things that you are not used to doing so Go on there, download the checklist at setmypath.com. It's free. All you do is enter your email address and you will have the checklist. 
you will not be getting gazillions of emails from the company, but it's a, it's a nice piece to use and um, share it with someone. And so um, also thank you so much for listening to the podcast and sharing it with a friend. That's the only way this goes well. Please go on my Instagram page at All Things Dorothy's Daughter. Also on my Facebook page, you uh, there's a group. If you can want to be a part of that group, please do. All Things Dorothy's Daughter as well. And um, my Twitter is All Things Dorothy's Daughter. So there you go. I hope that you find courage to turn up that boiling water to 200, to get to that boiling water rather, and that you aren't, or that you start to remove fear from driving your decisions and think of how can you be courageous to get what you need, what you desire, that's going to not only benefit you and your family, but that's gonna impact the world. So I look forward to this month's discussion of fear and courage. We are going to have some fabulous guests on. So I pray that this has been valuable for you. And if so, like I said, please share it with a friend. Have a fantastic week. Until next time. Thank you.